Yeah, I came at it from a this is how I am a reader approach. I read three, four, five books in a weekend. I love a series that if I'm going to invest in book one and I love the characters, I want to stay with the characters. Hello there, this is Stephen Campbell, and you are listening to The Author Biz, where we discuss meaningful ways to get better results with your author business. It's been a while since we've chatted, so thanks for being here. I think you're going to enjoy today's show. Michael Anderley is an author who, on November 2nd, published his first book. First day of sales were, he had one sale, and a couple of uh, KU borrows, so his total revenue was around $6. He published two more books in November in a series, a paranormal series, uh, another book in December, another book in January. So here in January, he has five books. He's written and published them all in the last 90 days, and his revenue has gone from November 2nd, $6 for the first day of sales, and as you'll hear in the interview, he will exceed $10,000 in Amazon royalties in January. And I, I have a feeling, based on what I've seen, he's going to exceed it uh, fairly handily. But before we get to that, I got an interesting email from a listener named Melanie, who had some very nice things to say, but she also included um, a suggestion. She says, I never include a personal intro in the podcast, like, say, the way Joanna Penn does. But maybe you could take a moment to update us on your weekly writing progress. All your listeners are readers or writers and all have an interest in a fellow writer's advancement towards publication. Give us a chance to cheer you on. You deserve it. Well, first of all, thank you, Melanie, for taking the time to write and to make a suggestion. I, I appreciate it. I have always tried to keep the focus of the show on providing actionable information to you guys that are out there listening. But as a listener, I do find that I enjoy the intros to Joanna's, or Joanna Penn's Creative Pen podcast. So here's a little update on what I've been doing over the course of the last month while I wasn't really doing any podcasting. In early December, I got some developmental edits back on a short story collection that I've been working on for way too long. And I spent most of the last month working on those changes and last Monday, a week ago Monday, I sent those off to copy editor. So those will probably be back to me and sometime this week. And I fully intend to have that short story collection published in February. The title of that will be Reno's Beach. I wrote those stories because I had written a novel uh, featuring this character, Reno Hart. And as the novel evolved, I found Reno changing, and I realized that I just didn't understand her character well enough, so I wrote a series of short stories so that I could understand her a little better before going back and making serious revisions on the novel, which I am working on now. My plans for that book, which is a crime novel titled Reno's Debt, is to finish the revisions by the end of February so that I can get it into uh, content editing early March and hopefully get everything finished and have the book published in May. So that's it from a writing perspective. As far as the podcasts go, I'm making some changes in essentially all three of the podcasts that I work on. Crimefiction.fm is an interview show where I interview the authors of crime fiction. I've changed the format of that show. I like it a little bit better. So if you happen to listen to that, I'm sure you've noticed the difference there. Another show I do with Taylor Stevens, who's been a guest on The Author Biz a couple of times, 
uh, called The Taylor Stevens Show. That show is changing and has evolved. It was originally uh, sort of a marketing vehicle for Taylor to build audience prior to the release of her most recent book. And now it's, it, it's evolved into a podcast for writing, uh, about the craft of writing. So that's what we talk about on a weekly basis. We've also been on a little bit of a break with that podcast as well. But you might find that interesting if you're, if you're an author and you're listening out there. It's 90% craft now, and you can find that at uh, – well, I, I have a, I'll have a link to it in the show notes here. You can also find the podcast on Taylor's website, which is taylorstevensbooks.com. And on the author biz, as, as well as crimefiction.fm, I'm shaking things up a little bit by adding video. It's another thing that Joanna Penn has been doing for years And I'm dipping my toe into the video waters a little bit. This interview with Michael Anderley is the first one I've ever recorded in video. And you'll find the video to that on the AuthorBiz website. It's not going to have this intro. Uh, It's going to have a very short intro that I recorded at the beach on a windy day. But check that out. It's at theauthorbiz.com. Speaking of this intro, Michael's original goal for his writing was to write 20 books in order to generate what he hoped would be recurring income of around $50,000 a year. Uh, He's written five books in three months. We talked a little bit about the sales numbers earlier. We'll, We'll dig way into that during the interview. But Michael's also an entrepreneur with a background that includes digital marketing. And he came into the author business from the aspect of a prolific reader. He knew exactly what and how he likes to read, and he assumed that there might be other readers out there who prefer to read the same way. But interestingly enough, rather than spending a lot of time researching how to write and publish and market a book, he just went ahead and wrote, published, and began marketing his books based on his own business knowledge. Now that he's a full-on member of our author community, he's anxious to share what he's learned in hopes that his experiences might be useful for the rest of us. He's also, and this, this, was, this is a great document, there was a lot of, there's a lot of information about marketing and ads and things like this in this interview, and Michael wrote sort of a summary document of what his experience was like, being interviewed for the podcast, what he expected, uh, what the end result was like. And he also included some of the ads that he did and more specific detail that we didn't get into about his advertising campaign. So there's a link to that document. It's a PDF document on the AuthorBiz website in the show notes. So please check that out. One quick favor before we get to the interview. Since this is my first effort with YouTube, I would love it if you would go to the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash theauthorbiz, and click the subscribe button. And if you happen to like this interview, click the like button. That'll help YouTube find other people who might also find this video interesting. All right, that's enough of this super long intro. Let's get to the interview. Michael Anderley, welcome to The Author Biz. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to chat with you. You and I connected prior to the end of the year. You uh, have listened to a few episodes of The Author Biz and heard I was a spreadsheet geek, spreadsheet geek, and sent me a copy of your sales spreadsheet. And I'm looking through it. First off, it's super cool. You've got this dashboard thing with a homepage, and then you've got a bunch of uh, tabs with all of this other information in it. And I spent some time sort of digging through it. And all of a sudden, I'm like, holy crap, this guy's selling a lot of books in a very short period of time. 
Uh, November 2nd or 3rd, I think, was your first day of sales, the 2nd. There was one sale for $2.99, uh, enough yeah. borrows to generate about you know, roughly another $3, so around $6 on your first day. That uh, Here, it's uh, we're recording on January 20th. What was your revenue yesterday? Um. 500, I can pull this up real fast, but the short answer is it was about 500 and some odd dollars. And prior to that, for the, like over the course of the last week, you've had $400 days, $500 days, $600 days, and I think a, a $700 day. And this is since November 2nd. So this is Correct. an interesting story. What you've done is an interesting story. You, you came at this um, with very little knowledge. You didn't do a lot of research first. You just wrote a book published it. Uh, you've written several. You have five books now, which has helped, and we'll get into all of that. But essentially, you've gone from zero to you'll do over $10,000 this month uh, starting on November 2nd, and, and we're not even through January yet. So November, December, January, in three months, you've gone from zero to $10,000 a month, which is extraordinary. And it's not just on the back of one book that happened to blow up. This is a, right. a series that you've created. So let's talk about the books first. Um, what genre do you write in, and how did you produce five books so quickly? Uh, the genre is actually mixed, and, and um, as you mentioned before, I, uh, at the beginning of here, I didn't come into this with any preconceived notions, so I... Um, I wrote what I enjoyed, and what I've been enjoying is paranormal, urban fantasy, mm -hmm. military sci-fi, and sci-fi. So those are the things that I was enjoying. And the other part was I had, you know, I've, I've been a lifetime reader, and Kindle Unlimited is my buddy. And so I uh, found myself when I was searching for something to read on the weekend that I would look at only things that had at least three books. Mm -hmm. So if it was a trilogy, I wanted three. If it was something that was going to go on, I wanted at least three. And if it was four or five, I, you know, it got my attention even, even faster. So mm -hmm. since I wanted to write what I wanted to read, I needed to pull together all of these different desires. I wanted to write something about vampires. I wanted to write something about computers. I wanted to write something that was kind of military a little bit. So I've been told in one of the reviews that if you love paranormal, urban fantasy, military, and sci-fi, the book's for you. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to what's your genre, I'm like, uh, um, I'm a mutt. <laughs> yeah, in, in my mind, just the covers. The covers look like paranormal covers to me. And that's the first thing I thought when I looked at the covers. Not the kind of thing I typically read. I did download uh, the sample of your first book and started reading it. And I can see why you're attracting readers so quickly. Uh, the way you tell a story draws, pe draws readers in. And... Um, I'm I'm thinking I might have to read this series, so we'll we'll see how this goes. So I, I may be one of your gazillion readers here soon. Um, what was your plan when you started this? Uh, you, did you did you had you created all five of these books ahead of time? Had you written them all, or no? What happened is, um, and, and originally there was 13 books, and there's going to be probably a total of 21 across the seven, three arcs of seven. Okay, but my original plan was I had about a year and a half ago. Uh, I had written about twenty to 30,000 words, and, and my wife is a global marketing director, and so she leaves the States from time to time for a week or more at a time. Mm -hmm. So I had time on my hands, 
And uh, I decided I'd go ahead and write something. Well, I got done with it. She came back home. Life got busy. I stuck it in the digital drawer. And nothing happened for six months. So then I, uh, I happened to pull it back out. And I was reading it. And I had completely forgotten a lot of what I wrote. Mm-hmm. But I, I was intrigued. You know, and an hour later, I'm like, oh, I like this. This is pretty good. So I dusted it back off and tried to write again, and I cratered. So I tried to plot it out, and that was worse. And so <laughs> I was like, oh, screw this. You know, I've got my job. I've got my company to go deal with. So I went and did that. And then um, a couple of months ago in October, uh, my oldest son is an amazing writer, and he, uh, w- or I was encouraging him, I've been encouraging him, it's like, you've got to get on uh, Amazon, you've got to do this, you've got to do this. And he wants more detail. How does it work? Mm-hmm. I can't really tell him how it works because I haven't done it. And so I had used the Kindle um, PDF to book for my consulting business mm-hmm. so that I could say, hey, I had a book, you know, here, look, go ahead and download it. Um, so I went ahead and said, okay, I'm going to finish this thing. I pull it back out and I realized that part of my problem is that I'm using, uh, pages or word, Mm -hmm. same difference. And I have 30,000, um, words on this thing. It's just one long missive. And I'm like, I can't do this. So I I said, if I'm going to do this, then I'm going to go find software that's for writers. And I looked and I researched and I found Scrivener Mm -hmm. and they have a 30 day trial. So I downloaded that. And I spent the 10 or 15 minutes to kind of review the general idea of what it is. And so I put my book in there. And then um, I found out later I'm a pansies. So I just write the thing. So I have the general conception of what I want. I wrote the first book. And this is I'm, in October? Um, the last couple of – last week of October. Okay. I finished out the last 40,000, 50,000 words. So I put it up there uh, in the evening of November 2nd, and certainly I wake up the next morning, I find out I've already got a sale and some people reading part of it. So I'm like, woo I'm loving this. And so All right, let, then, let, me, let me stop you here for a minute. You wrote this, you self-edited it. Is that, is that the way you did it, or did you have any right. you have beta readers or anything? Okay. All right. So I just, I just want to get that in there for background because we're, <laughs> we're going to get back to this. Yeah, uh, I mentioned in one of the author notes that I come from a, like you, a technical background, Mm -hmm. and I'm very familiar with the concept of the MVP, minimally viable product. Mm -hmm. And so if the technology field didn't create that term, we stole it and owned it like a millionaire. So uh, that's what I did. I just minimally viable product, and uh, November is NaNoWriMo. Mm -hmm. And I had first learned of that last year, did nothing with it. So this year, I'm coming off this first book. I know I want a series. I know I need to – that three is one. I, I'm not going to go anywhere I felt until I had three of them because mm-hmm. based on my own writing. So I hunkered down, and nine days later, I produced the second book. So I released the second <laughs> All right, one. How many words is the second book? 67,000. Okay. And that's, that's astonishing. A lot of people are going to say, holy – I mean we've had guests on the show that write – Five ten thousand words a day, and inevitably the comments are that's not possible. Um, but there are people that do it. Russell Blake does it. You're obviously doing it as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, and so so um, my goal once again three books, three books, three books, three books. So in the second author notes, because um, in the first one I mentioned I'll have the second one out in two weeks. That was my goal, and I beat it. And in the second author notes, I go I'm not going to profess to have this out in two weeks. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Or nine days, I think I say. Mm-hmm. And it didn't because it took 13. I like, dropped it on November 24th, 25th, right in that time frame. Mm-hmm. So that's the third one that was coming out. And so um, now I'm starting to get a few reviews coming in that are going, your editing 
really needs help. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I saw some of those. I saw some of those when I was reviewing this. And and that's interesting because again, we get back to the minimum viable product. You put it out there. You didn't you didn't hold yourself back thinking I want this to be perfect so that I don't embarrass myself or I don't put out a book that has a typo in there. You wrote the book, you wrote the story and you put it out there. I didn't want to spend $500 on editors for something that wasn't going to sell. Right. Uh-huh. Very business oriented from mm-hmm. that perspective. It's it's you don't do it. You just and and, and um, fortunately and unfortunately, it's the, both sides to the same knife. I was successful enough that my reviews were coming in faster than I could decide that this was a viable product and get it editing. I had no idea that editors took so long. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Hey, I find it in my <laughs> consulting business. I use external people all the time, all over the world. I had no idea that editors had a timeline that you had to get on their timeline. Mm-hmm. That it was usually a month ahead of time. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> And, and in, in your books, I do see, especially in the earlier book, it's like release date one, release date two. I mean, it's like uh, you know a software product, a 1.0, a 1.1, yeah. and a 1.2. Absolutely. And um, even now, the um, gentleman, Stephen Russell, that helped me with five is going back, and I've hired him to help me go back with one, two, three. I've got two and three with another editor, but I like how he does things. So uh, we're going back and still going through all of the books again. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the reviews that occasionally would say the editing sucks. Those tended to still be four-star reviews or maybe even a five-star review that, hey, I love this story. I wish you had an editor kind of thing. So people loved the stories. Okay, so that's – you know we're racing through this to a certain extent, but you had a plan – you wanted to have mm-hmm. multiple books. You executed on that. Uh, what's your production schedule going forward? What are you? What are your planning now going forward? You have the five now. Is that it? Five? Yeah. And we just released the fifth. We. <laughs> um, I just released the fifth one a week ago today. Mm-hmm. So that was on the thirteenth, and that would mean about thirty twenty nine days from book four to book five. Okay. Uh, it, a lot of good things happened with that effort, getting an editor on board, getting another one who might be coming back from where he is that helped me with four. A couple of sisters that I met on Facebook that are just hilarious. These older ladies, I kid you, I can't make up the stuff that these ladies do in real life. Um, anyway, they've agreed to do be readers. Uh-huh. So my, my process now for six is I'm writing so far, and then I drop it to the guy that's helping me, Stephen. Mm-hmm. He's going to go through and edit it, so by the time I finish... He's going to be – I'll be going back to the beginning of the book. By the time he finishes, I'll have finished. So my goal is crossing my fingers um, this month because I'd love to have six books in three months. I think that would be a heck of a story. It's already a heck of a story, but it, it, ju- it just keeps getting better. Okay, now let's – we've talked a little bit about sales figures. I, I went on to Amazon today, and I looked at the sales ranking just to sanity check this whole thing because I've seen your spreadsheet, but I know how spreadsheets work. So, I mean, you, you can change things in there. Uh, book, <laughs> book one, overall Amazon rank is around 2,500. Pretty darn good. Uh, book two and book three and book four – all right around 4,000. And book yeah. five, the one that you released on the 11th, Amazon ranked 2,600. So when I go through my own mind and calculate what that means in terms of sales, all of your numbers make complete sense to me. So I'm, I'm completely comfortable having you on the show and saying, man, this guy actually did this. This is awesome. Yeah, it's funny. I didn't consider not 
doing the truth because I dropped you the same spreadsheet I use from uh-huh. you know, it's a business. Yeah, so. and I, I, I assumed that it was, but sometimes people are BSers. So you just don't know. And I, I, based on everything that I've seen, you're not. And there may be people out there listening going, there's no way this is possible because I haven't been able to do it. But it is possible because you're doing it. It's not only that I'm doing it, but you can look at like Annie Belay, B-E-L-L-E-T, I believe is how you pronounce her name. She does the 20-sided sorceress. She just dropped her 2015 numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, she's doing 236,000 in 2015. Well, there are a lot of big numbers, but there aren't a lot of people that I've seen that have gone from zero to 10,000-plus oh. months in, in three months without just a, a single book that blows up. I mean, you, I you are you're taking the approach that I want to write a series and I'm going to well let's go back to your original plan. I wanted to open the show with your original plan and we didn't. Your original plan was to have 20 books and make fifty thousand dollars a year. What yes. was what was the logic behind that plan? Um, long story short, we I would like to retire and have residual income. Mm-hmm. I looked at what was going on with my first book and found that within a few days, I was already doing $7 a day for one book. Mm -hmm. And so I did the calculations going, what if I did 20 books? How much would that look like? And if you do $7.5 a day for each book of 20 books for one year, it's $54,000 a year. So I'm like, 20 books to 50K, completely doable. Because I was at that time, remember, I had just dropped a book out in basically Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks. Um, I hadn't had the bad reviews yet. (laughs) They talked about (laughs) editing. So um, I dropped the next one out in nine days, and uh, the, the average went between 6 and $8 a day for each book. Mm-hmm. So I'm still on track for that 7 and a half. And I'm really going, okay, I'm getting pretty excited about this. This looks doable. So I dropped the third book at the end of the month, and after that one drops, now my average is going up to 11 or $12 a day for each of the three books. So that's surpassing my original goal of $7.5. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm getting excited because – it's completely doable. And so the numbers were supporting my original desire uh, completely. Okay. And uh, there have been people who've talked about this. I mean, this is the kind of thing that people did three years ago or maybe even two and a half years ago. Russell Blake talked about it a lot, you know, just write more books. And now he's, he's saying this doesn't work anymore. And there are other people saying this doesn't work anymore. And you and I were talking before we came on. Uh, we all live in an echo chamber, you know, wh- whether it's a political echo chamber or a social issues echo chamber or a writing echo chamber. I listen to these few gurus, and I believe what they say. Uh, you came at this cold. You weren't listening to those gurus because you didn't know to be listening to those gurus yet. So you came at it with a why can't I do this type approach, and lo and behold, it's working. Yeah, I came at it from a, this is how I am a reader approach. Mm -hmm. I read three, four, or five books in a weekend. I love a series that if I'm going to invest in book one and I love the characters, Mm -hmm. I want to stay with the characters. Uh, John Conroe with his Demon Accord series. Um, You know, there are a few others. uh, Lawrence Donners with his El Donsai series. Mm -hmm. These are individuals who I go back and reread because I love the characters. I might skip part of the book. Because I didn't like that part of the story, but I've got six books to read, so it's not like you know I'm missing any one particular piece too bad. Right. right. All right. Well, let's let's we've we've talked we've highlighted some of the sales numbers, but just sort of walk us through the last what's it been ten weeks? Uh, walk us through the yes. last ten weeks. Uh, you don't have to give you know every single number, but just sort of it, it's been 
it's been a steady creep up, not even a creep, a steady slant up, and then it's ratcheted up even further as as more books are produced. Right. So in the beginning, um, starting on November 2nd, the averages were around the $7 range. Mm-hmm. The second book comes out, they took a slight dip, but then they kind of stayed out. And then the third book comes out and we're starting to move to 11 to $12 range. When the fourth book comes out, which is December 15th, it started moving to the $15, $18, $20 a book range until December 18th. I, although I had done a, a campaign, I'd shut my Amazon uh or no, I hadn't. But anyway, I'd done one. But that night, December 18th, I had done my first Facebook ad, and, and I considered it what's called a, a, a direct ad. So I wasn't doing an ad where I'm saying, get this book free, give me your email address. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a, here are the books, please come buy the series. And because it's a series, I only have to focus people into book one. So I don't have to, I can promote all four, but the reality is, is I put them into book one, mm-hmm. 80% of the people are 72, whatever, then buy book two, 96% of the people book by three, then not book four, book five. So I can see the numbers because of the spreadsheet, what's going on. And then over the Christmas holidays, my daily sales start ratcheting up to $40 a day, $50 a day, $60 a day per, per book, book mm-hmm. on the back of Facebook. And so I'm, and I started at $5 a day and then rapidly went to $8, $12, $15, $25, and then you know, I'm pushing $50. Advertise, and so advertising. Are you talking advertising expense? I am. Okay, and, yes. and let's go back to the original Facebook ad and these campaigns. These are not price promotions. These are not, hey, here's my free book. Go download my free book, and then maybe you'll like it, and maybe you'll buy more. It's here's a link to my book. Go buy it at full price. Correct. The two ninety nine is the price, mm-hmm. and um, I had by this time read enough to realize that free is a highly questionable issue unless you're doing email marketing for it, mm-hmm. and um, and it didn't help in your rankings. So I didn't want to do any of that. So yes, it, everything was two ninety nine. I created three D covers. I created you know the the large ad itself and made something so that people understood this is part of a series. What does that mean? A three D cover. Um, that's whenever you take the front that you have with your normal Amazon book cover mm-hmm. and you use Photoshop to wrap it around a pretend 3D book. Okay. All right. Okay. And so I laid those up going across so that people could see whenever they saw the ad, there's not just one book. And then when you look at the books, I used a, a science fiction font and, you know, kind of kept it to where you understood this is part of a series. You know, and you, sure did that, the, you did all of this yourself. You're technical. You yes. have a technical background. You understand all this, but you didn't go out and hire someone. You didn't go hire an expert. You just decided this is, this is the thing I should do, and you did it because the experts would say <laughs> you need to make the first book free. Uh, correct. I did not do any of that, and I did not listen to the experts at that situation because uh, part of it was I still didn't – I mean what happens if I had gone to 100,000? I would have had 10,000 people yelling at me about my editing. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> if they're going to yell at you, you should at least make $2.20 from it. <laughs> <laughs> so no, yes, I, I did that. And, and um, I think there are many different ways to get to any one particular point. I will be talking shortly about the $0.99 cent effort, but correct. I stayed at two ninety nine. Okay, and uh, right now you are roughly $100 a day per book. Five books, you did $500 yesterday, um, maybe a little bit more than that. If you include the mass, because any time that a new book comes out, I get a massive hit. Okay. So as of 
today when we're talking. Book one is literally at $100 a day average daily sales. Book two is $81. Book three is $76. Book four is $74. Book five is $153. Okay. All right. So $97 if you average all of them. Walk through those numbers again a little slower because that's interesting. It, you know, it, okay. We can all then figure out what the retention rates are. <laughs> well, I can tell you the retention rates. Um, average daily sales right now for January mm-hmm. is $100 a day. For, for December, yes, for December. For December, it was $39.84 a day. Okay. For January, it was $7.30 a day. So you can see the progression as it goes, goes up. Um, you said seven dollars. So you meant something else. No, you said book in January. One. Oh, did I? I apologize. Yeah. November. Okay. All right. So seven thirty nine one hundred eighty one dollars for book two, seventy six for book three, seventy four for book four, one fifty three for book five, and that's completely on the back of the last five or six days. I won't say completely. It was obviously high enough, but. Okay. Now let's let's so we we've got sort of a high level background of the sales and the success you're having monetarily and your first marketing effort was that Facebook campaign, right? Yes. And you've done some other things since then, but mm. none of them, you know, particularly breathtaking. You know, they're all sort of minor things. Uh let me jump. No, it's the first successful. I did okay. Amazon marketing services okay. before that. All right. Um and I did it where I broke it out by author. I looked at also bots. I looked at breaking out my my different ads, you know, so I could figure out what was going on. And at the end of all of this effort, and it was an effort because the Amazon marketing services is not easy to build 20 different ads. So at that point, I believe it helped get my name out. I believe it helped create also bots, which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, but my income was probably commensurate with my outflow. So spend a hundred, got a hundred. Okay. So um, I also learned that if you pause Amazon, it takes up to twenty-four to forty-eight hours before those ads start kicking back in again. So it's like it really made me think: Should I pause this? Should I pause this? I used uh, Bargain Booksy at two ninety-nine. It made money. Spent thirty-five, got fifty-five, but that's early. Um, I did a couple of others that one of them I wouldn't do again. Uh, and then Facebook, because and I guess here's the part I don't know that we've spoken to. I'm a sales and market, digital sales and marketing consultant for my company. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. So uh, my clients have never been related to authors. It's been in the automotive field. It's been in uh, IT. It's been in real estate. It's been in all of these different areas, but I have played in video production. I have played in Facebook ads. I have played in Google, um, the GDN area. Uh, I've, I've had my own pay-per-click podcast. So I did that with uh, a Google rep last year. Mm-hmm. So I have some experience related to all of this. So that helped. Indeed. But what's what's interesting to me is that you brought your own business experience to this rather than the echo chamber that many of the listeners and I are are in constantly hearing the same <laughs> voices over and over again you you brought a different uh, set of experiences to the table and it's it's worked extraordinarily yes. well for you i think yeah yeah i um one little aside because I have been a little bit impatient and because maybe I didn't study as well as I needed to, mm-hmm. I made a comment one time on keyboards. And in going through all of this stuff, because I was anxious to share that, hey, people, you can have this success. You know, too many people are saying, I only did this, I only did that. It's like the general consensus of what you need to do is out there. It is pretty obvious where you need to have a minimum. Do you have an attractive cover? Yes or no? 
Do you have a good blurb or a good description? Is, you know, is your story even riveting enough to get people to want to read it after a few pages? Because if it's not, kiss it goodbye. Stop complaining and go fix it. <laughs> you know, I was blessed enough that I had at least the core part of that. So I was writing an article or a forum post, and I happened to mention Mark Dawson's ads. Mm -hmm. Now, I had been listening to these podcasts, so I was aware of what Mark Dawson was doing and where he had gotten it from because I had um, been part of that digital marketing for the last few years. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, great. I hadn't heard that Mark's course talked about direct ads. So I put in one of my things, you know, I'm doing Facebook ads, but not like Mark Dawson does. At least, you know, not that I'm aware of. So I had that little caveat, which was great because Mark reached out to me mm -hmm. and corrected me. And he did, he did it on the side, which was fantastic. But I felt so bad that I had done this. So I went back, edited my things and say, hey, just an update. If you're reading this after, you know, I wrote this, um, Mark has let me know that, no, yes, his course does have this. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's a great guy. Absolutely. Um, all right. So. Let's let's talk about some of the other marketing things that you've done because they've all been, you know, try it, see what works, and do a little bit more kinds of things. What other things have you done? Let's talk and and then talk specifically about what's worked well. Okay, absolutely, Facebook has worked well. Um, starting with the five dollar ads, the next part is that you do have to figure out which people. Since I had purposely set up my first part, my first seven book arc, Paranormal Vampire, mm -hmm. that was my branding that I was going for. That was the faces I was creating. Everything else, it was very easy for me to then go and find one hundred and eighty thousand people on Facebook that loved vampires, loved paranormal, urban fantasy. That was simple. So once you have the ad and you put those together, it started generating. Um, leads going over there. And I saw that Friday, uh, pretty much nothing, but I don't think Facebook really had time because I did it at five o'clock central time. Saturday, it goes up. Sunday, it goes up. Monday, it's going up. You can spot when you look at the graph, the day that I started and my trajectory going up. And then of course, spending more and more money as I'm doing it and right. going forward. I had a, um, it was Christmas time when this was happening. So I did one of these ads where I took out the, um, the little, blurb at the top, and I put um, ho-ho for Christmas, uh-oh, so I had ho-ho in green, uh-oh in red, and of course you have this vampire face and everything else, and it got, not only did it not get approved, they shut down all of my ads for my oh, Catherian wow. Books Facebook page because they thought I had bad words in it. I'm like, what, is ho a bad word? <laughs> is it, uh, You know, uh -huh. this is not for whore uh-oh. So... I'm trying to go back and forth, but I happen to be over in um, Phoenix, Arizona right now on a business trip when I find this out first thing in the morning, and I'm freaking because my sales are not happening. And you can see that day when that happened, my sales dropped precipitously. Now, Tuesdays are never good necessarily, but mm -hmm. this was not a good thing. So, I, you know, I'm just freaking. And I finally got them back on Wednesday, and we come back up the ramp. So I completely attribute Facebook as having value for me. And do you have any sense, and I know you do, but um, if you spend a dollar, what do you get back? You know what? I, um, the way I do it is I look at what is my daily spend, how much money am I bringing in, mm -hmm. and is my daily spend doing that? Before I was doing this, I was probably around the – Mm, 17 to 18 dollar range and you know i could look at in fact while we're talking let me go ahead and look it up so on 
12, we'll go ahead and use 18 because that is the one uh, I made $42 that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I jumped to 124 the next day, and this is on like a five to eight dollar ad, 220, 249. So 212, even when I drop back down to my low of $152, you can see that even if you took the 42, $49 range I had for the previous two days, add 50, I'm still taking an extra $60, $70 above that. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't doing $50 ads. I was doing like $20 at that time. So as I started doing 50, which was late in December, I'm pushing 200 plus dollars a day. Okay. So to give you, you know, that's considerable, probably three to one, if I had to guess, just based on the numbers we talked about right there. Okay. So uh, let's, let's say for the last week when you, you, you had a $400 day, a $500 day, a $600 day, and a $700 day, how much, how much mm-hmm. did you spend advertising on those days? For the $400 day, which was the 14th, I had... Uh, just released the new book. So that was part of it, but uh-huh. $50. The 15th was Friday. Um, I, there was no Facebook advertising on Friday, so I paused it, and that was the I Love Vampire novels that came out. That was my first $400 day, $428 on that one. And it was, I loved it. It was like, wow, man. And then Saturday comes along, and the fussy librarian tacks on to what I Love Vampire novels was doing, and now that's my first $500 day. And now we have a bunch, and because there's five in the series and you have the Kindle Unlimited, all of these people were put into book one at effectively like 470K ENP. Mm-hmm. So I'm still getting 80% going, you know, to, or 70% plus going to book two, and then 90 plus going to book three. So now I have, call it another 2,000 KENP, four books. So when they're tacked in one, so all of a sudden my KENP. Let me take a look at that real quick. Okay, but for people K-E-N-P, who don't know what KENP is, walk us walk through walk through that. Okay, so when you're in Kindle Unlimited, you have the opportunity to be part of the select plan, which means that those that pay $9.99 a month can read however much is there. Mm-hmm. As an author, we get paid by the page, at least KENP 2.0. And I was never part of 1.0. It's not relevant to me. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's at point zero, effectively 0.46 of a penny. Okay. So a little bit less than half a penny you get paid for your December payments. And if you go to Kboards, people are up in arms. The world is coming to an end over this. But on the um, 21st, all the way through, call it the December 31st, I was at 33000 So even all the way close to January 12th, which is kind of right before January 12th, January 13th, I'm in the 37, 38000 my biggest days yet. Mm-hmm. I released book five, and I now on the 14th, I'm at 41.7. So this is still doing Facebook ads. This is still just released book five. The pent-up demand for book five is starting to hit um, with the KENP. The 15th, the I Love Vampire and the Weekend Hits, I hit 55,000 KENP. So completely new opportunity for me. Saturday, 66,000. And I'm like, wow, I'm riding the wave. And then Cindy comes up and we drop down to 64. And I go, man, I'm really blessed. That was a wonderful, wonderful. Mondays actually end up being, for whatever reason, Mondays are a really strong day. 77,000 KENP on uh, Monday. And then yesterday was 81,000. So um, if you 
do the fuzzy math, it's close to $400 Kindle Unlimited alone yesterday. And it, we talked before we came on the air, you're making a little bit more money on Kindle Unlimited than you are on direct sales uh, as at, through, through the course of the three months. Correct. When you take the 30%, um, because a lot of times I'll tack gross net, so mm-hmm. call it $3 a book, and then Kindle Unlimited is just Kindle Unlimited. Whatever you get is what you get. You don't have to take 30%. Mm-hmm. So if you don't look at it, you go, oh, that's about equivalent. And you go, no, take 30% off that. Right, <laughs> right. Okay. Now, uh, at some time over the course of the last week, you ran your first price promotion. Mm-hmm. So walk us through the reasoning for that, how you did it, and what the results were. If you don't mind. I had – no, I don't mind at all. So I've been listening to Author Biz since – oh, goodness, back in November, certainly. And you've had authors that come on before, and they talk about the 99 cents. And I had been pushing against it because of the whole not wanting to get too many readers. I have editing issues. Mm-hmm. And by now, I have enough people who are going I, – you know, I shotgun the books. The absolute best reviews that make me feel giddy – is when people let me know that they read like I read, which is when I love a series, I mm-hmm. have to finish the books. And so I, I know that's, that's coming on. I'm like, I can see the numbers. If I can get them in book one, I have a really good shot of moving them forward. And so um, I love vampire novels. It, it, they tell you, you know, 99 cents is going to sell a lot more. And pretty much you have to do 99 cents. I had set up the Fussy Librarian back in December in um, so this this Saturday, last Saturday was the first real opportunity I had, so I had to take it. Mm-hmm. I love vampire novels. I set up like a week and a half ago, and they reached. I reached out to them and said, "Hey, I'll take any of these days. Just let me know of a day. I'll take this this Friday, this Friday, I, whatever. I'm happy." Well, they gave me the 15th. It was open, so I was like, "Well, I'm going to do 99 cents for Ilvn." I reached out back or, or changed Fussy to say, hey, you know, I'm doing 99 cents or actually one or the other, I forget. So now we've got the 99 cent countdown, which I was clueless, first time I set that up. Mm-hmm. And um, I am coming off of this 99 secret, you know, 99 cent secret sale for book five, where I had seen my first stratospheric 120 books sold situation. So I'm like, hey, this. I can understand this. I don't want to do it necessarily for book five the whole time because those were for the people who are really in. But I'll go back and do it for book one because it makes sense. So I, I did that, and I set it up for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so three days. Really wish I had done Monday. Had no clue. Yeah, holiday, yeah. That it was a holiday. Uh-huh. You know, missed that, missed that one. So um, anyway, that's, that's kind of why I did it, where I did it. The sales went through the roof, but it is the KENP. So because so many people went that route versus buying it, I had plenty of 99 cent purchase. But the KENP pays me what, 220-ish, two, mm-hmm. you know, for the books. So even though I did the 99 cent fit, you know, purchase, I win on the other side. You started this plan with the idea of having 20 books making $50,000. That seems pretty modest right now. Making fifty thousand dollars a year. I mean, you're 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 probably going to hit thirteen thousand dollars in January. Potentially, yeah. So that's a really good question. Um, I have my own business, and there, for practical reasons, for the next year and a half, uh, you know, I'll be doing all of this stuff. And the and the author side, unless it just becomes too overwhelming, is going to stay something that I, I push. And. I, I want the 20, what basically 21 books, the 20 books. 
I had no clue what a daily average could be. I had no clue. I thought $30 a day, I, I would, you know, 30 times 50, and you're talking $200,000 a year. Um, and this is completely early. I understand that. Yes, I'm putting a, a large amount of money in advertising, and it could dry up. You know, any of a number of things could happen. But if you happen to take a look at what $70 a book a day for 20 books gives you, it's half a million dollars. And so I take a look at that and I go, I'm not counting any chickens, but that's fun. <laughs> so it is, it is fun. And that's the, that's the value of having, of tracking everything the way you, you mm-hmm. are with this spreadsheet of yours and your dashboard. You're tracking everything and you've got projections and you've got planned advertising and spent advertising, et cetera, et cetera. It's all there because of your business background. You know to do these things. And it puts you in a position to say, yes, I can spend this money for this, that, or the other thing. And uh, it's working incredibly well for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been an exciting ride. I look forward to keep moving. I found one thing interesting. One of the keyboard writers talked about, you know, the, the freshman of 2015, so that's kind of what I label myself as mm-hmm. being, you know, I'm an indie freshman of 2015. And I, um, I move out there with a couple of other people, including, you know, Aaron Hodges, who's got his own book out. And he was very helpful on the Amazon side. And, and just, you know, Christine Conaway that, you know, reached out. And it's been pretty fantastic. Rick, you know, Gualtieri, um, that situation came about because of this, and I think it's you know even talking with you. Well, let's let's talk about the situation with Rick because that's something I I meant to get to and forgot to ask you. This was an interesting cross promotion thing that you did with a with a fellow genre writer. So, so talk about that for a minute if you would, because it's very clever. Okay, so Rick is uh, he has his series is build build the Ted build the vampire. Um, anyway, <laughs> build the vampire series and. He's been out there for a few years. So I've actually read some of his books a few years ago, and um, he is active on keyboards. And so every once in a while, I would see him answering questions to people that were going on, and I thought, man, that is really fantastic. It's kind of cool, you know, in, in a, in a fanboy kind of way, going, oh, look, there's Rick. And so I see this, and I'm talking with my wife one time because I'm looking at the KENP numbers, and I'm like, how can I get those KENP numbers up? Because I realize I'm not going to write a 120,000-word novel. That's just not in me to do. Mm-hmm. So 70,000 is my goal, and I reached 75 with this latest one. And I'm looking at that, and I'm going, you know, what can I do to, to make this more fun? I already do the author's notes, but that wasn't an, as an effort to get money. It was because it was my – the author's notes is the single place you can be assured every single one of your readers that have read your book is going to read something you might have to say. So I personally feel it's more important than your website. It's more important than your Facebook. It's more important than any of that and allows you to become human to them. And that's where you're going to capture them. They're going to love you, the writer, not necessarily all your books. But I still have a few weeks between book four, book five, book six, book seven. There's no reason not to encourage my readers to find something else they like while they're waiting for my next book. And so I looked at this and I said, why don't I take people who have read through this book and in the last one, I'll add the beginning of some series I think is interesting. So I reached out to Rick on Keyboards and I said, hey, look, just curious if you might be willing to do this. And he, he was very gracious. And he said, absolutely, would love to do this. So he dropped me 10,000 words of his first book. Mm-hmm. And I, I wrote an introduction. And I wrote it 
with the my two main character or two my main character and the alien symbiote that's inside her and she is um she has a a, a cursing mouth she's very you know she doesn't have any problem with cursing just uninspired cursing she doesn't like and so this i set up this thing she has this um you know 100 and 200 million dollar yacht um that she took from a guy who really didn't deserve it and so she's in her suite looking through DVDs to try to find a movie to watch with this alien because she wants to bring him along with what's going on. And he, he asks her, he goes, you know, why don't, do, why don't you have covens? And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, and so you find out that he's been listening to the, the kitchen people above had been listening to an audible book from Bill DeVamp, you know. <laughs> That's clever. <laughs> so they go through this process, and um, so finally she decides to read it. So she's like, fine. She puts the DVD up. She grabs her you know, vampire speech, reads it in 10 minutes, and she loves it. And so he goes, oh, well, it was effing funny. You know, Bill did this. Stay, you know, and then all of a sudden it stops and says, hey, let's not ruin the book for you. If you enjoy it, here it is. Here's, you know, Rick has been nice enough to let me drop this in. There's a link that'll take you straight to Amazon. Actually, what it does is it takes you to a counter on my website, not an affiliate link, but a counter, and then takes you from there over to Amazon. So I have any clue. Within 24 hours, one of my really good fans had already bought all of his books because he's wow. a speed reader. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm, you know, he was, he was done with book three in two days. And so he had gone through it. I can see on there that I've had about 22 uniques click through there to go over to it. So I know that there's some value. And Rick was very gracious. And he's like, well, what can I do for you? I've got this and I've got this. And I said, I I appreciate this. I didn't do this in order for you to do this. But just please understand. And I will take you up on it. (laughs) But understand, you're dropping another how many pages of KEMP that they're going to read. I will get some payment from this. So yeah, good point. Good point. And and this is something I mean there is a, a a financial reward for doing this, but it's also shining the light that you have on somebody else, which is <laughs> I, I think it's a wonderful thing to do and I, I think it's based on your reading history. There is no way that even someone that writes as quickly as you could satisfy you the reader. Correct. So why not point them at other books that are similar to yours? Yeah, it it is trusting my readers to come back you know and that's really it only did it in book five you know when book six comes out i might go back to book five take it out Mm -hmm. and either put something else in book six because i do want them to go from five to six and i don't want them to go on a shortcut right yeah that that (laughs) actually would be a decent way to do it to just move it into book six then yeah yeah, you move it into book six because there's a really good chance they're going to ignore it anyway if they know book six is there they're not going to read rick stuff so they would have no reason to read it. So moving to book six, they know there's no, nothing else out. Why not? All right. This guy is Mike Anderley. We've been talking about his amazing run from $6 in sales to uh, $500, $700 a day in sales in less than 90 days. Uh, Mike, where can people find you online? You can go to Cutherian Books, and that's K-U-R. Cutherian, T-H-E-R-I-A-N books.com. You can find me on Facebook. Same thing, Cutherian Books. Cutherian, by the way, is completely unique, and I made sure it was that. So if you look up Cutherian, there's nobody else on the internet uh-huh. except a couple of places who've stole the book already. So um, find me in those two places, certainly in Amazon, 
you can find me there as well. And it sounds like they can find you on K-Boards as well. And if people are listening to this show, they should be on K-Boards. I completely endorse that. Hey, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you very much, Stephen.